Welcome to Creative in Tech. Powered by Reed Speaker. Technology is constantly evolving, and the companies that adapt win. In this podcast, you'll hear from companies and thought leaders across various verticals who blend the art and science in one of the biggest growing spaces in technology, conversational AI. You'll hear how they're creating the touchtone experiences that will define the next generation of customer strategy. Join me, Carrie Roberts, your host for this podcast and the brand evangelist for North America at readspeaker.ai as we explore the intersection of creative and tech. Welcome to Creative and Tech, a podcast show powered by readspeaker.ai. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I'm the brand evangelist for North America at Reed Speaker. And this show is all about highlighting various brands, organizations, and people that are creatively using one of the fastest growing spaces in technology, artificial intelligence, which includes things like chatbot, voice, and more. And today we're talking more in the retail space about how we can use voice technology for shopping and e-commerce. And I have joining me today the CEO and co-founder of a company called Blue Tag. Mr. Shilp Agarwal, welcome. So thrilled to have you here today. Hey, Gary. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yes. So we were just talking that uh, the last time I saw you was in person right before the pandemic. So I'm so excited that we are chatting again. And before we get into everything, you know, you and your brother, you work together, you founded this company, and you've been in retail for quite a long time. What is it about this kind of intersection of retail and voice that really excites you and that you're passionate about personally? Absolutely. So, so as you know, you know, my background has been in digital retail pretty much all my career. Uh, prior to this, I, I had a company selling, you know, uh, fine jewelry online, which you know we started in very early days of e-commerce. So, you know, it was it was not a simple task, you know, to say the least. Uh, you know, a few things that you know were pretty obvious: the cost to acquire that customer was super high. The only way that business would make sense is if we were able to extract, you know, good lifetime value out of that customer. So, you know, in order to do that, there was a lot of personalization that was needed. You know, things that are pretty common and standard now, which were not that obvious back then, is, you know, is something that we had to really focus on. You know, what is that? How do we follow that individual user and their journey as opposed to just segmentation, you know, for, for people who might be similar? And um, so, yeah, so, you know, I think that's where my focus always has been. You know, I've always been passionate about giving that experience to end consumers and giving them that, you know, uh, aspect giving the retailers that aspect of how do you develop a loyal customer for the long run, and when these initial voice devices started coming in, it was an instant reaction that you know to understand somebody's intent through voice and deliver shopping is going to be the ultimate way to personalize somebody's experience. Uh, you know, and you know it, it doesn't just limit to voice now. Screen devices, multimodal experiences, you can pretty much talk to screens and you know speakers. Uh, so that's kind of how. The idea of Blue Tag was born, and and here we are. Uh, you know, built it into a platform where we see the need, and we kind of are just going for it. Yeah. Yeah, and we, you know, we've seen so many more people using stuff online, mobile apps, voice, and more, uh, especially during and after COVID, because people were home. What have you kind of seen uh, in terms of either your own clients or just research and retail in general in the past year or two in terms of where it's going? So there's two different aspects that we've noticed, right? So one is that smart speaker usage in general has gone up like 35% since the beginning of pandemic. You know, the simple reason for that is there's more people at home. 
you know, really looking for more things to do with their smart speaker than just, you know, listen to music and check the weather. And, you know, they're, they're exploring various aspects of uh, voice. And, and, you know, there has been a little disconnect. People actually, you know, have started realizing the different things that they can do with their voice assistants, as opposed to just the basic things that, you know, kind of people knew a couple of years ago. Um, when it comes to retail, particularly, that has grown, you know, exponentially since the beginning of pandemic is because, you know, two things. One is, you know, as I mentioned, the smart speaker usage uh, went up. And at the same time, you know, retail has really changed forever. Right? So, uh, you know, people, first time shoppers online, people started doing grocery shopping that they've never done before. And that behavior change has stuck with them. So, you know, those are the things that, you know, when people start, you know, ordering groceries online, it doesn't, that's a habit. They're like, okay, this is actually pretty convenient and it's not as painful as I initially thought it was going to be. So I'm just going to keep doing this because it makes a lot more sense. So, so, you know, because we're on the intersection of both e-commerce and voice, that's where we've seen, you know, tremendous amounts of growth and, and multifold growth uh, for that matter. And it's not just limited to, you know, reorder replenishable categories, but other categories, you know, that acquire even visuals. And, you know, I can talk a little bit uh, later on, on kind of how that works when we, you know, we could talk a little bit more about like kind of the screen devices and multimodal, but yeah. So, you know, it's been a lot of that and we've kind of been excited about that. So, you know, the other aspect is that, you know, there's not just smart speakers at home. Now that people are starting to drive again, you know, all the new cars are now coming with voice built into it. You know, whether it's Alexa, Google, they're all coming equipped with the cars. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. The potential of where we see voice to go. Yeah, I think, you know, when people think of retail and e-commerce, they tend to think, okay, well, I can just purchase with voice through Amazon. And they're not really sure, you know, can I do that with other companies or other organizations? Or how do I do that? Or is it secure? You know, you've worked again with a variety of clients. Can you talk about, you know, how companies can do this and then maybe some use cases? So it's not just going through buying through Amazon, but you can buy through their store as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think initially when when the first voice commerce numbers started coming out, right? I think it was in 2017 when the first number, $2 billion in voice commerce happened, you know, in 2017. And at that point, you know, I think it's fair to assume that bulk of that purchasing was people using their Alexa devices on Amazon.com. And that also, you know, primarily reorder and replenish items. You know, you're reordering diapers, you're reordering like paper towels and things like that. Since then, it has changed a lot. Then, you know, after that, before the pandemic, people got used to buying you know, event tickets, movie ticket. Uh, you know, again, did not require a visual. You could do that through voice quick. Um, and then, you know, it started moving even further along. People have started interacting with other brands and shopping on other, um, on with other brands who are who don't exist on Amazon.com. And that's the area where that education piece comes in because. You know, people people who found it really easy to, you know, and, and people who started reordering using uh, Alexa on Amazon.com, they actually loved it, you know, so they would like reorder their coffee all the time with that. And, you know, but with that said, they also did not realize that they can actually do that with their favorite brands that are not on Amazon.com. So that's the education piece that we have been working with brands, you know, a lot of the direct-to-consumer brand, retail brands that don't have presence on Amazon.com to let them know that your customers can still shop on Alexa on Google Assistant through, uh, you know, directly through your website. So for that, uh, we've, uh, our platform is integrated with all the, you know, top e-commerce platforms, Shopify, Magento, BigCommerce. We just, you know, completed demandware integration as well. And essentially, we're giving that same experience of somebody to be able to quickly interact with their brand on, you know, the way they did with Amazon. They can now do it directly with, with their own platform. 
Which is great to hear because like you said, I mean, some people, okay, yes, you can use the Amazon or Google device, but you don't have to use their shopping. You can create your own, create your kind of own brand. When you, uh, you know, work with some of these brands, did they talk about not only creating a scale and having being able to purchase through it, but do they talk about, you know, really making it their own in terms of, you know, adding music to it, adding a voice, you know, really customizing it to some capacity? Are we there yet? Or is that something that you see kind of retail going towards in the future? We're absolutely there. So I think the biggest aspect of what's happening right now with every brand is that, you know, the importance of, it's always been important to have that connection with your customer. But I think today in in this new era, I think having that, you know, very close personalized connection with your customer is more, you know, more important than ever. So how do you, you know, how do you make sure that the, you know, when they used to walk into the store, you can, you kind of have that store design to kind of reflect your personality, right? How do you make sure that that reflects when somebody's shopping from home or in their car and voice is something that really brings that out. So, you know, for example, we have some brands who would have celebrities, uh, you know, at the, at the opening of, you know, you, you open up a scale and, you know, you'll have a celebrity welcoming them saying that, Hey, welcome to, uh, uh, you know, welcome to the store. And, you know, we have, you know, these products today, and this is what I use for my own fitness. And, you know, when people start doing that and they can see that celebrity having that conversation, it really changes the kind of connection somebody has with that brand. Uh, you know, and again, you know, we are doing some sort of personalization where, you know, we did that with, with Mother's Day and Father's Day, but people would have, you know, again, uh, whatever their spokesperson is come on, you know, whether it's the smart speakers without a screen, or if it's a screen, then you actually have a video playing who, you know, wishes happy Mother's Day and happy Father's Day, and then kind of just takes you into that experience. So, you know, it's, it's, it makes it a little, you know, a lot more human, I would say, where you can actually have that connection. So I think those aspects uh, are, are pretty, pretty game-changing when it comes to voice. Do you find that um, in the retail and e-commerce space that it needs to be more of a multimodal approach where there needs to be a visual? Or do you feel like there are people that would purchase something just by speaking and listening without seeing something? I think it really depends on the product, right? So right now, um, you know, I, I would say bulk of our usage is, uh, I wouldn't say bulk, but, you know, a good majority of our usage is uh, speakers only. Uh, you know, there's more devices, you know, the, the, the devices with screens are coming a lot faster, but, you know, there still are more devices that are not uh, multimodal, that, that are only, uh, you know, headless devices, speakers. So in those aspects, I think it's fair to say that people are, when, when they're making a purchase, it is something that's a reorderable, replenishable items, right? So we have a lot of customers who who have, you know, those kind of items and you know our top categories really are you know groceries pet baby beauty and these are again the 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 big reasons for these categories to be popular for voice is um a lot of repeat orders and they don't require a visual right so so when we started doing that like for example we have customers like black rifle coffee don pablo coffee you know we just um, bring out a couple of larger beauty brands as well and for them uh, you know, once customer places an order, uh, you know, even if they placed an order, let's say using using web or mobile, which initially they all did, and at that point, you know, the ability to say that you know your your email, your order confirmation email, or just like a reminder email can go and say that hey, what do you think of this product? Next time you can just ask Alexa to reorder that for you, right? So now people can just say hey, reorder my coffee from Don Pablo Coffee, and essentially it knows who you are and it's able to grab that previous order that you did. And you know, use you know Amazon Pay essentially to place that order, and it's a completely friction-free method. So, once people get used to that aspect of it, you know, it is really hard to take that habit back and say that hey, 
I want to go and you know launch a browser or launch a mobile app to make that same transaction because now they've experienced that 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 aspect of being able to do that with the brand. But with that said, you know there are certain aspects that today don't make sense for voice. You know, if you're if you have a really complex product catalog and you require a visual and you don't have a screen device at that point, expecting somebody to just you know be able to have that conversation with voice, giving them long titles and descriptions. You know, those are the things that don't work. But you know, we we have a lot of clients who who have products similar to that. And they're also able to, you know, whether it's by pushing their top products or whether it's by pushing products that are more obvious, uh, you know, those have been working and, and making sense to them. But, but yeah, you know, those aspects definitely uh, play a role. Yeah. And you mentioned something that I think is also important, uh, myself as a branding and marketing person, is this ability to cross-promote internally. So like you just explained, you know, someone purchases a product. And they send them an email to say, did you like it? Did you know that you can actually order this through voice? Um, Because sometimes I think people do a voice skill and then they don't kind of push that marketing. Can you talk a little bit about how a brand can do that? Like once they have some sort of voice skill for retail, what other ways can they kind of cross promote and market to get people to understand how to use it and consistently use it? Absolutely. So so that has been, you know, as, as you know, you know, from your background with voice as well as that, Discovery has always been like a, you know a touchy subject for voice apps and voice developers and brands who are working on that. And you know we have a platform. Yes, you know it's a, it's an easier way for brands to experiment and get started. But there's a lot of brands who have spent a lot of money through agencies and stuff trying to build branded experiences where you can also you know experience that brand through voice, have interactions, quizzes, uh, but also complete a purchase. And, you know, they d- develop this app and a lot, all the testing data, everything looks great. We're like, okay, perfect. People are going to love this app, but then nobody uses it, right? So, and I think uh, one thing that brands have kind of, you know, I would say made a false start and has been saying that, okay, let's try to take our website and let's put everything on voice. And I think that's been, you know, that has been the initial mistake that a lot of brands did and not focusing on which aspect of that voice experience is something that people actually will be able to interact with because we can actually make make aware, uh, you know, give, bring them awareness. But saying that you know, let's just bring our entire product catalog, you know, give them the whole experience and they can use voice. It doesn't work. So, so the the way the brands need to think about is what are these quick tasks that somebody can follow, right? And I'll give you an example of some very you know they sound very basic, but it's it's, it's so important to have that for your you know loyal customer base is you know quickly being able to check your order status again you know our customers when they place an order uh, you know even the first order is online over there there's a quick link saying that hey click here to track your order using alexa right it's it's very simple but when they click it you actually can get a notification on your device when the order is about to ship at the same time now people already know that hey i have this brand that's on my smart speaker they start asking questions you know well, hey where's my order what's my order status you get another notification when it's delivered so what that does is that you know these are the areas where they are very very soft touch points, but you've actually given them you know bring made 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 your customers aware that they can do this. Now once they do that, you know that's where when next time you send an email about an order that they've placed and say that hey next time you can also order using you know your smart speaker, it is a very easy. Uh, they can they can relate to that really easy. They're like okay yeah I check my order status. All I have to say is reorder, you know, my lip gloss from this brand and it just reorders it for you. And, you know, so those are the areas, you know, so I think brands, the way they have to think about is how do I make sure that 
make my customers aware of a certain action when they're about to take a certain action, you know, whether it's placing an order online, whether it's checking their order status, let them know at that point that, hey, you can also do this using your voice assistant. And those are the things that, and, and people love doing that. Honestly, people actually look for more things to do with their voice assistants. They're like, oh, cool. I can check this. Uh, I can check order status using voice. I'm just going to ask my device. And, and, and once they do that, that's when the stickiness happens. Right? That's when they realize that, oh, I love this thing. And, and you know, we, uh, I'll, I'll give an example on a use case where, you know, we have a large online grocer that, you know, we, we, we work with. And, you know, they, they have seen a massive increase in, you know, the shopping cart sizes. So they would have people, they give people quickly ability to quickly add milk and eggs because these are all reorder items. They're ordering the same thing. They keep building the shopping cart. It actually adds items to the shopping cart. They can then check out online or mobile, whatever they want. But at least when they're thinking about it, they're able to order. So, you know, they started seeing an 11% increase in their shopping cart sizes. Great. But now when the pandemic hit, they faced a different problem. There was no delivery slots available. You know, I think we all experienced that. You know, in the beginning, we were trying to order groceries. There was just no slots available. So, you know, they then made those customers who were coming and trying to check delivery slots online again and again. They told them that, hey, you can also ask your voice assistant. You can ask, also ask Alexa for the next available delivery slot. People said that, okay, I'm home. They started asking that question. And then, you know, anytime they would say, that, okay, I don't have a slot available right now. Check again later. But that was a very easy thing for people to do, right? They could be doing something else and they could just quickly ask. It said that, okay, I have a slot available on Thursday at 2 o'clock uh, or uh, give them a window. Would you like to reserve that? They had to just say yes and it was reserved that spot. So now that came out of a, a pain point where people are like, okay, it's easy for me to just quickly check again like seven times a day. But now that the slots are available, that habit has stuck. So now today, people are still using that as a method to reserve those delivery slots because it is the easiest way to do it, right? So I think that mindset for brands and retailers is extremely important as to what are these repeat tasks that are going to make the customer interact with your brand easily and not focus on saying that, okay, I want to provide everything. I know it doesn't work well because it's so hard to find this configurable product where you have to decide how, what weight you want this meat to be cut. Like, no, 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 we're not going to do all that, right? Because if you try to do all that, then you will lose that customer. So I think that's the aspect that brands really have to think, do less, but do really well. Yeah, I think that's really important. It just reminded me of, you know, with COVID now, not with voice, but, um, you know, you would go to the grocery store, you did not have to sign and you could use the chip on your card. And now everywhere I go, I'm like, I just want to use the chip. You know, the habit has started. And then some companies have said, oh, we're going back to the way it was, which was weird. I was like, why do I want to sign it? It's gross and it takes longer. <laughs> but then also some, now you're like, oh, wait, this establishment doesn't have that tap. So you're right. It starts to kind of create those new habits. Once somebody shows you and says, here's a way to do it, then you can kind of continue. You know, when you just gave the example you did, which is so smart, if a company realizes and recognizes, okay, this is something we could do with voice. I think a lot of questions brands have is how easy is is that for us to do in that moment? If we're noticing that, you know, how quickly can a brand be able to do that? Assuming they already have a voice assistant, or if they don't, what would you say? Uh, they have a voice assistant, doesn't they? They have like a device, or they have. Um, they they have a yeah. So they already have. If they have a skill and they're already doing what you're saying, and they want to add this piece, you know, how long could that potentially take? And then on the other side, if they don't have anything and they want to kind of add this, what's the time frame? Would you so I mean, I, I think um, you know. Uh, what we've done is that, you know, I think there's a lot of different platforms that you can use to develop voice apps, you know, a lot of custom 
development can be done. Gives you the ability to do pretty much anything that you want, right? But what we've done is that because you know we have a team that pretty much has, you know, done retail all their life, retail tech. You know, we 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 live and breathe retail tech. So what we've done is that we've taken you know any aspect that makes sense for voice today, and that's changing, right? There are certain things that did not make sense two years ago, but make sense today. So they are part of our platform. So you know anything that makes sense today, we have it on our platform, and you know that's something that you know we would always recommend that hey, if you want to do this easily, use BlueTag because that really is the you know not, I wouldn't even say the easiest way, but that is the best way to service your customer through voice. Uh, you know, but with that said, you know uh, all the voice assistants have developer tools that could be used to create those experiences. If you already have a custom skill that you want to keep customized. Uh, you know, we do have customers who have a skill which does, you know, some of the experiential stuff that maybe our uh, platform does not do right now, but then they use our platform to plug in the commerce aspects of that, you know, whether it's delivery status, whether it's, you know, order tracking, whether it's just quick reordering and things like that. So, so yeah, uh, you know, to answer your question, I think they can do it on their own because the tools are available, but if they want to do it easy and quick, uh, they can use a hybrid method as well, where they can have an aspect of the skill that just kind of works in their whole you know, environment and they do like agency style and then the rest of it can just be a plug and play because, you know, if, especially if they're on a supportive platform that we do. Yeah, it makes sense. I love that you're saying that. I've been seeing that trend, I would say in the last few months as I've talked to more organizations is now, I, w- I don't know if I want to use the word template, but they kind of have these pieces of their software that they're saying, wow, I get asked this all the time. Let's just make it an option, um, which is kind of what you're saying, which I think is, is great to hear. Um, in terms of other use cases that you do, you also have kind of this feature where like people can have coupons. Can you talk about other ways uh, that you've seen some of your clients use some of the features that you have? Absolutely. So um, there's, you know, there's, again, when it comes to voice, there's a lot of other aspects that make a lot of sense as well. So, you know, for example, we work very closely with Alexa Print team within, within the Amazon organizations. And it, it's a really cool feature, I think, and it's getting a lot more usage now because more people are home. Essentially, what it does is that it gives you the ability to print anything on your on your printer um, just by speaking to your Alexa device. So, you know, for example, right now, you know, if you want to print a coupon to Blooming does, for example, you can just ask Alexa uh, for that coupon, and it says, "Oh, I found this coupon for twenty percent off. It's on, you know, for next Wednesday. Would you like to print it?" All you have to do is say yes, and it kind of prints it for you. So that coupon aspect works uh, in a couple of different ways where. You know, whether you're waiting for a sale or whether you're waiting for like that one day sale to happen to be able to ask, uh, you know, is there any specials today or is there a coupon available for, you know, buying these shoes? It can, it can speak it back to you. It can email you or now it can also print it for you. So, you know, that uh, aspect is becoming more and more popular with us, uh, you know, where people are able to just, you know, they're walking out of the door, going into the store, quickly ask your device, like, hey, is there a coupon? If it responds back that, you know, sorry, I don't know that, that means that that, retailer does not have a skill. And now with us having more than 500 retailers, we do see more and more people getting very used to asking that question and, you know, realizing, and we actually get emails from uh, some customers because, you know, online through our SEO, when we talk about the different features and use cases we do, we're like, Hey, I couldn't find this coupon online. And like, there's nothing we can do, but like, okay, there's no <laughs> skill for this. So it's, it's interesting to see how like people, the, the, cause the end consumer, it's very different, right? Like with, with mobile apps, it's different because you actually have to go, you have to download that mobile app for the brand. You know that you downloaded it because it's in your device. With voice, uh, you know, it is it is so seamless now because it does not require a lot of that account linking that was necessary back then. You know, some use cases still need that. But, you know, just saying, uh, you know, be like, hey, can you reorder my coffee from here or reorder my, you know, or check order status from this brand? 
it actually is able to quickly just ask for a confirmation, be like, hey, I'm going to enable this skill. Do you want to check the order status? You're saying yes, and it enables it on your device. So it, it's, it's so friction-free because you don't realize that you've actually enabled it. And once it's enabled, you can have a conversation, you know, pretty much like a 1P experience where you're checking order status by just saying that, okay, add you know, this thing to my you know, XYZ card. And so, so those are the kind of things that I think people uh, realize that it's, it is becoming you know, a habit. And, and you know, that's where, that's where that, that you know, voice comes into play really, really well because people don't realize that I'm actually talking to a voice app or am I just talking to my smart speaker, which knows about all the deals. So, you know, I think, and, and, you know, I think it's just a matter of time that every single brand will be on, um, you know, voice assistance. It's just that, you know, depending on where that sits on their roadmap, but, but yeah. And is there any, you know, in terms of, you know, when people are worried about privacy, you know, we think about, I was just saying the other day, you know, we were talking about banking and when the idea came that you could deposit a check with your phone, they was like, oh no, no. And now I do that all the time. (laughs) So do you, do you see like now, you know, elements of ways to make sure that someone isn't ordering for them or that it's using the correct card? You know, are they integrating with their email and and double verifying somehow? Um, Or do you think also that it's just people are going to eventually get used to it and feel more comfortable as they do with some of these other things that come up? I think it's like, you know, you said it correctly, right? So like when first mobile banking coming, you know, came in, not even, you know, let's even go back further, like not even depositing check, just being able to like check your bank balance and transfer money through your phone. Uh, it was something that freaked everybody out, right? We were all nervous about that because that's a lot of, you know, you're giving access to somebody to your bank account. But, you know, with, with time, that kind of goes away. So I think we're going through the same thing. Uh, I think voice, I would say, I almost feel like we, that question does not come to us anymore. So when we used to have these conversations with, with retailers, you know, a couple of years ago, that was a question that came in uh, a lot more than not. I think now, I'm just trying to think, I'm, I think that question does not come up anymore because I think it's just a matter of, you know, people have realized that it's going to go in that direction. I think people realize that there might be, you know, certain things that they, they, they're they not 100% about how, how it works. You know, they'll always ask us on that. But I think the biggest thing is that they know that it is becoming such a big aspect of interacting with your customers that it will be solved if it's not solved today. So, you know, whatever the needs are, are going to get solved, whether it's, you know, so, so yeah, I think, I think that that question is something that uh, still is, uh, you know, people think about, but it's, it's, it's going away very quickly. Yeah. Well, and that order of convenience, cause like you said, there are organizations that that is their job to make sure that all that cybersecurity and all that stuff is done. Well, we are recording this in June, which is pride month and pride is all about just inclusion. And I always say it's not just uh, inclusion in terms of pride or LGBTQ, but just all the time when we think of retail and e-commerce being inclusive to a diverse group of people how do you think the retail industry can do that when it comes to voice? How can they be maybe more inclusive, do you think? So I think, you know, it's it's important, again, brands these days focus so much on what they stand for, right? And I think the new customer, the, you know, the, the I would say the younger consumer is very aware of that as well. You know, for them, uh, yes, you know, pricing is always important. You always compare, you know, the quality always matters. But I think the purpose of, you know, a company has become more important than ever before. So, you know, people do that on their online, they're through their mobile, but, you know, going back to voice, I think that's probably, I would, you know, I'm, maybe I always sound biased, but I think because I've seen so much retail over the last couple of decades, the way you can express your brand and what you stand for through voice 
is something that really is not possible through any other channel, right? So again, I, I had mentioned that we had a celebrity who endorsed a brand and, you know, they were basically welcoming somebody, you know, for Mother's Day or Father's Day. Just like that, you know, having your, you know, spokesperson talk a little bit about inclusion and diversity and, and you know, and Pride Month and kind of open that when somebody starts interacting with your brand through voice, opening with that message, uh, you know, is, is so huge. You know, I think at that point, you really have connected with that consumer at pretty much, the, you know, the ultimate level you can on a, in a digital world. Yes, you go into a store, it's very different. But if you want to connect with that customer on, you know, with your brand at that level, I think it's so important to have a voice be a part of that. Yeah, I agree. Is there, you've given us a lot of great advice here today, but is there maybe one tip you would give retailers or people in the e-commerce industry when it comes to voice, whether it's starting it, whether it's ways to improve it, be a part of it, what's maybe one tip that you would give? I think they have to start sooner than later. Because I think what's happening is that I, I think a lot of brands are going through this aspect saying that, oh, voice isn't that big right now. You know, we have to hit these numbers and our KPIs. The voice is not something that's kind of playing that role, uh, you know, because the number of users that we get on mobile or web are just, you know, a lot more than voice. Uh, I think it's just a very wrong way to think. You know, you just start in a, and that's exactly what I was saying earlier is that there are certain aspects that do make sense today. And having, you know, so for example, we have customers who are getting, you know, uh, this one uh, person we brought on board uh, three months ago, they're getting like 25, 30,000, you know, interactions through the uh, voice assistant every month, right? And now what's happening is that their customers are so aware of that, that they they have all these voice apps that have been enabled on so many devices out there, right? And now when the technology changes and now when you you have the ability to later send them a reminder, be like, hey, are you running out of your coffee? Do you want to reorder it? All those things, these brands are going to have such a massive advantage, you know, a year, two years down the line because they'll have, you know, tens of thousands or more of these voice apps that have been enabled across all devices that they already have that connection. You know, yes, you can start at that point, you can spend a lot more money and get those enablements as well. But I think the learning and, and the initial advantage that a lot of these brands have is massive. And I think most of the brands that we work with uh, kind of see that and they realize that they're doing this not for today, they're doing this for, you know, 12, 16, 20 months from now. That's why they're doing it right now, but they, they see value right away. So I think what I would say to brands is that do it now. Don't think about how much usage it is, but you have to do it right now. You have to get that going today because you need to, you know, it takes time to build that 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 customer base who, who's going to start interacting in that fashion. Yeah, it's just like when social media first started, everything else starts. It's kind of, you know, are you going to be first or kind of catching up later on? So I appreciate you saying that. And if people want to learn more about anything we spoke about, they want to connect with you or learn more about your company, where's the best place to do that? Um, they could go online. We have our site, you know, it's blue.ai. It's blu.ai, no e, just blu.ai. Uh, they can send me an email directly. And um, my it's my first name at blue.ai. So it's shilp at blu.ai. I'd love to hear anybody's thoughts, anybody has any questions or just literally wants to geek out about voice. I'm always around. So thank you. Well, I appreciate you being here so much and bringing so much value. And I look forward to hearing how Blue Tie continues and chatting with you again soon. Thank you, Carrie. It was great. Thanks for having me. And if you are listening and watching, don't forget to subscribe to the readspeaker.ai YouTube channel, as well as our audio podcast, Creative and Tech, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Creative and Tech. Want to learn more about conversational AI? 
text-to-speech, or be notified of our upcoming episodes and events, learn more at readspeaker.ai.